get ready to ride Russ and the rest are gonna light up the sky Welcome in to the DMVR oh, Broncos podcast. Oh, wow. uh, you are with a classic. Not presented by anybody. Whoa. I know. I was forgetting that I had to start by talking. I've been rushing through trying to get all these notes done. I went through and did all the like missed tackle percentage, stop oh percentage, all that sort of stuff. But then I realized on my way here that I should go find Drew Sanders and Frank Clark. Of course. I only get here three minutes before the show starts. Right. So right. I was panicked trying to get through and find all that stuff because we've got a big edge rusher day. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. How, what a special day for me to be on on edge day. Oh, yeah. We should probably bring up edgy. that you're on. We're getting edgy yeah. today. We're trying not to get too yeah, edgy. We should uh, mention that I'm on. We yep. should mention you got bodied on a draft again. Yeah. What's going on with these? I just, I don't know. Did I've you ever known. think of drafting different mustards as a shtick? Like Dijon, uh, yellow, honey. Wow! Like maybe you should just maybe have a, be a mustard on these drafts, you know? I maybe because I've not going to win. I've Your always said like kind of been quitting halfway through. That's a fun one. It's I a enjoy fun one. that. I get upset. That's a fun. Yesterday stick. I was I rejected. What did I reject yesterday? Oh salsa. Oh salt. Yeah, you. Zach were wanted mad. salsa as a condiment. <laughs> Ryan <laughs> said no, you can't. And I was like, no, you guys are mean to me, so I'm gonna be mean to you too. You know oh which one's gosh. a good one? Buffalo sauce. What's a good one? Buffalo sauce is a wow. good condiment. I did not mean to derail Queso? us that early that yeah. soon. Um, th that's why I could never be a GM. And I've always known this about myself: is that in the heat of the moment, I just panic. Like I could not handle a draft situation. You remember we had that fantasy football team together for like yeah. ten minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I I can't <laughs> handle true. the pressure situations. It's uh, prepping ahead, as you apparently have for this show, a key to success. Yes, I have prepped so much. Did you know that Jaquan McMillan had the most pass rush production per pass rush snap on the Broncos last year? No. Because I'm pretty sure they blitzed him twice, and he got like a, a hit on one of them. What a stat. Or no, they blitzed him once and got hit on once. That's how you get the 50%, because it's not sack, it's a hit. Dang. Um, Not to take over your show but uh, a little house cleaning oh there's house cleaning well congrats to zach you know uh, uh, upcoming yes. nuptials we're excited when you see zach again yes and it's our only time to congratulate on pre-wedding right it is true well so. until tonight well you're not gonna be there tonight well on he's the not watching this on either the though. pod you true know? true well you can go back uh, as a nice uh, memory you can go back to this you can that, clip it also congrats to ryan who's in vegas for summer league for some reason yeah right congrats to him why the hell is he in vegas, vegas? <laughs> smart man <laughs> uh, and i was gonna say congrats to spencer smith golf bro oh, great broncos yes. fan and uh a new dad now we're very excited yeah we are very excited i actually don't know what the little baby is named. I just realized. Sawyer, I believe. Yeah. Shout so out maybe to Sawyer. I shouldn't be breaking like that. Tom Sawyer? I think so, yes. Or like... Uh, There's probably a great Broncos reference here. There's got to be a... That, Sawyer sounds familiar for Broncos. Yeah, yeah. I There's keep thinking for of sure a, a kicker opponent. Who is that tackle? Clark. Okay. Right tackle. Okay. Probably one of those like six years ago. Uh-huh. 
Ryan Clark. Not that Ryan Yaya Clark. Threw out? He was only here for like a minute. I think he started though. I've gone name blind, but this sounds familiar. Mm-hmm. There was a guy named Clark. That's who I keep thinking of. Maybe it's because Clark is like Sawyer. Very yeah. old Western names. <laughs> yeah, could be. Um, could be. Yeah. So shout out to Sawyer. Shout out to Zach. Shout out to Ryan. Shout out to Dre for subbing. You're on Monday too, right? Yep. Yep. Okay. Yep, good. Yep. Okay, good. No doubt. No doubt. I've got wow. you, brother. We've got so much to do. We it's got, exciting. It's Edge Rusher Day. Yeah. We didn't so talk about the plan before, but we're we're gonna talk about what we texted the last edge night. rushers. True. We're gonna talk about what the edge rushers look like when they're fully healthy. Yeah. Which uh will last well, it might even not last one game because Brian Browning isn't gonna be happy and or be healthy and by the time Randy Gregory gets back, who knows? And then uh, <sighs> after that we get to go into what happens when everybody gets hurt, which will be fun. Yeah. So how would you like to start this? Um, let's just jump in. Um, because you just left a lot of meat on the bone. We, yeah, it sure did. Um, Randy Gregory's a starter. That's that's yes. just a lock. That's easier obvious. set and forget. Yep. Frank Clark also just set and forget starter. Ah, uh, that seems to be, and great chime in here, Chris Clark, Chalmer Dixon. <laughs> I know, uh, but like, come on, it's a Friday. I want to have good fun. One. I'm happy to lean into it. Um, <laughs> yeah, is Frank Clark the set and forget guy? That's the vibe you're getting that he will have a chance to lose that starting job. To me, it would be Baron Browning. To yep. me, the classic setup is one of your longer, bigger guys on that weak side. Mm-hmm who essentially can move down to become the D end and make it a four man front, mm-hmm. even if it's a three man front by default. Yep. And then the opposite edge rusher outside linebacker on that strong side, more of a move guy, yep. your Baron Browning, your Nick Benito, your Vaughn Millers, who obviously isn't on the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, that profile, Drew Sanders would fit that yeah. role who then when you shift to a four man type of front, that can be more of a strong side linebacker, yep. you know, um, so that's how you'd bounce it. Browning, to me, would be the guy. I mean, the flashes he's shown are mm-hmm. mesmerizing. Incredible. Yeah, definitely. There's definitely flashes out there that you love. Super tight. And, he, and he's young. And I don't know. I think sometimes you see, because he was a third-round pick. You see a yes. third-round pick come yes. in, and you're like, okay, sure, we see a couple flashes. Like, he's fine. Is it really mm-hmm. worth the time? But he's somebody who's been a great prospect for his entire career, too. You know, he's like five-star recruit going to Ohio State, like freaky athlete. Mm -hmm. That's always been something you know about him. He just slipped in the draft because you didn't know what exactly his role was in the NFL. Well, and he was forced as an off-ball linebacker at Ohio State. I mean, think of the caliber of edge rushers that have come out of Ohio State the last several years. So they tried to get him on the field playing off-ball. And, yeah, I mean, maybe that wasn't always his natural position, And people were skeptical when after a year in Denver, he was moved back to the edge. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you've kind of seen why that move was made because definitely I think his ceiling on the edge is just way higher. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, he's uh, I guess might as well just pull up some of the numbers. Um, Please do. There were some that were good for him. There were others that were not. Um, I think that a lot of the time when you talk about this stuff, you forget that there's like the running game too, and that's a big part of it. That's the huge advantage for a vet like Frank Clark. Exactly. Yeah. But when you just look, I mean, Broncos leader in pressures last year, Draymond Jones, 33. 
Number two, DJ Jones tied with Baron Browning at 27. So while it didn't feel like Baron Browning was doing all that much, a lot of this is probably just because he was on the field. Do you have an on how many snaps? Um, I can pull that up for sure. That was the one I didn't do the rate for because it doesn't just like give it itself. Gotcha. gotcha. Um, but yeah, I mean, the the pressure, the pressures were there in volume. You get into some of the other stuff, you know, and pass rush production, which is a pro football focus stat where they say per snap. Um, what do you produce on passing plays? Mm-hmm. So there's you get a certain amount of points for a sack, a certain amount of points for a hit, a certain amount of points for a, a hurry, and he finished 10th, which is right behind Jacob Martin, you know, behind Alex Singleton, Josie Jewell, Randy Gregory, and then some other guys, mostly blitzers, K1 Williams, Jonas Griffith, right. Justin Simmons. So, but you look at that, and he finished right in front of Bradley Chubb, which is really notable, but it was also kind of a down year for Bradley Chubb in general. Right. Um, and only, what, two-thirds of the season for Chubb. Yep. And then you look at Frank Clark, and I do think that that's kind of the competition for the other starting job. And uh, Frank Clark, he actually put up 56 pressures, uh-huh. which is pretty crazy compared to the Broncos numbers. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, it the numbers were really disappointing. You- what an advantage having double-digit leads is in the NFL for true. your defensive fronts. That is absolutely true. And how true. much will that change some of this production? But mm-hmm. I'm sorry, those are the that's the impressive number. Everything else not so impressive. So you get to like the win percentage. Just do you get by your guy? Mm-hmm. And he's at 10.2 percent. And that would be uh, you know Jake Martin's at ten percent, Nick Benito's eleven point two percent, Bradley Chubb was eleven point eight, Baron Browning was twelve point four, Jonathan Cooper twelve point seven, Randy wow. Gregory sixteen point seven. Wow! So you see the per snap basis, what he does, it's not anything mm-hmm. all that special. In the playoffs, though, everything changes, and he's one of the best playoff pass rushers in NFL history. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how you weight that. Yeah, and then from a schematic standpoint, mm-hmm. Frank is going to have the advantage. As a run defender, yep, and in four-man fronts, yep, because you feel great about him opposite Randy Gregory as a hand-in-the-ground defensive end. Mm-hmm. That's where Baron Browning does not really have that to his game, right? No, he, or at least you're just not, not maximizing yet. him, and you are, you are by default giving the offense an advantage mm-hmm. when they see him, you yep. know, lined up over the right tackle hand Mm -hmm. in the ground you can audible to a run to that side absolutely and i think that's what happened quite a bit um he actually he must have been way down the list in terms of stop percentage i know in terms of total stops Mm -hmm. he was 12th which is this is browning yeah he had seven stops in the run game which is a tackle where you know on the first down it's a gain of five yards or less Second down, it's uh, less than 75% of the way to the sticks. So on like a second and eight, it's less than six yards. Uh Um, And then third down, you don't let them get it. Fourth down, you don't let them get it. And you look like Alex Singleton, 34, Mike Purcell, 21, Josie Jewell, 19, Draymond Jones, 18. So you just didn't see any production in the running game. And that's, that's the tough part where... Like you said, in terms of like the four man front, Frank Clark is the easy answer. Like that's what he's best at. But when you get into that three four with Randy Gregory on one side, on the other side, 
you know, you either take Frank Clark, who's going to be a good pass rusher. He's going to be uh, probably a really good run defender. Um, and in coverage, you know, he's never really covered before in his career because he's right. always played in a 4-3. Baron Browning, he can cover a lot better than Frank Clark. He can rush the passer. And by some of the numbers, you'd say he could be an even better pass rusher than Frank Clark is. But you can't stop the run. And yeah. so it's just yeah. figuring out yeah. which is going to be more valuable. And it's going to be a week-by-week decision probably. But there's there's going to be one guy who gets the 3-4 the reps more than the other. Yeah, and I hope it's Browning. I kind of get the feeling the staff will defer to the vets. Yeah. And go with Clark. And ultimately, mm-hmm. Clark is your best, like, Randy Gregory insurance, right? Because now, definitely, if Randy Gregory was never played more than 14 games in his career um, in a full season, mm-hmm. is out for some games, then Frank Clark slots right into what you had with Randy Gregory. And then the rotation with the younger guys just fills in naturally. Yep. And the other thing that he could be is a pretty pretty valuable trade chip, which I didn't realize right away. But because of the way they co- uh, structured his contract uh-huh. with such a big signing bonus, Frank Clark, I was just going through yesterday. I'm working on uh, the uh, trade value rankings for the Broncos. Yeah. Um, so be on the lookout oh, wow. for that this weekend. That's um, exciting. Yeah, I know. It was, a, it was a lot of fun. That's but, launching while we're at Zach's wedding? Well, we need something on the website. We do. We do. Ryan and Zach Vegas. Zach and then, yeah. Exactly. Oh, so wow. hopefully I'm going to get through you, a lot man. of that tonight. Um, Good, a baby. But, uh, yeah, so if they trade Frank Clark, they would be basically trading him on a one-year $1.7 million contract. So a team that wow. needs some pass rush help at the trade deadline could look at him and say this i mean third most playoff sacks in nfl history we can get him pay him essentially no money and that could mean that he could be worth something significant and hopefully the broncos are a team in the playoff hunt who want a good edge rusher who's cheap but that that could also come into play for sure that's a little intriguing part to all of this i mean Mm -hmm. and that's the other thing is you you only have them for so much so you're probably going to use them while you got them yeah, definitely. Um, so I do think that that's when it comes to just the normal rotation, everybody's healthy. It seems pretty cut and dry. It's Randy Gregory and then it's Baron Browning splitting with Frank Clark in some sort of way. And, you know, even with Randy Gregory, he's going to be out there. What? Yeah. 70, 75 percent of the snaps. Yeah. I think Frank Clark last year was right around 70 percent, which was a little low for his career, but he is aging. So if it's a 70-70-60 split in terms of the reps between those three, that's a pretty easy way to handle the rotation. You just pick and choose when you use guys. Right, and you kind of need in another bigger guy a la Frank Clark because mm-hmm. all you really had was Jonathan Cooper. Yep, and Nick Benito, who does right. one thing and hasn't really done it all right. that well. Well, you have the more <laughs> movement guys in Nick Benito, now even Drew Sanders to yep. lean on if Browning isn't available or you want to double up on what Browning brings to the table. You were kind of, it's kind of like Randy Gregory Cooper and nothing. Now you've got Frank Clark in that mix too, which is awesome. Definitely. Um, before we get into all of the, uh, injuries, we actually have a new betting partner. Uh, bet, bet three, six, five, Actually, Boom, actually was it. messing around on Bet365 for the first time this morning. Yeah. Just like taking a look around. Good times. You probably signed up and used, I don't know, code DMVR365 per chance? Well, 
I actually tried to, but as as it, it, it had happened, it worked. I had signed up because they have an awesome sign up bonus before Dang, the Avs they got Stanley you Cup. Already. Yeah, and and I had actually forgotten I did that. But that was sure, one of those sure. when I was going through. I was like, I'm just gonna take the sign up bonus for every betting company. Of course, I'm gonna put it all on the Avs to win the cup, and then they did. Um, so that was fun. Um, but I forgot, so I tried to use it, and it turns out I can't. That sign up bonus is pretty crazy. All you got to do is you have to make a new account, like Dre said, use the code. DNVR365 and make it $10 deposit. Yeah. Make a $1 bet. Yes. You get $200 in free bets. It's awesome. It is really awesome. I made my first bet. I'm waiting for it to hit. And then once that hits, win or lose, the 200s hitting my account. And it's going to be amazing. Yep. I, yeah. I'm, I'm a little d- disappointed that I didn't get those. I know, man. Yep. You. I mean, you couldn't help it. You had to get in on the great Avs promo, but they've got like I'm already. I've got Nuggets, uh, Nuggets chip boosted in my bet slip, ready to oh. go as soon as the bonus bonuses are. You're available. talking real chip. The reason I was really excited this morning is because I wanted that summer league chip odds. Well, sixty-six I mean, to one. Yes, I love that. I know when that team is awesome. <laughs> yeah, uh, I might be in on like Jalen Pickett to win summer league MVP. Uh, he was on there. Yeah, Strother had a little bit better odds, but yeah. Pickett was next up. I know. I'm I'm really excited. Uh, good times, man. Because they're good plus one twenty five today. Dude, you can fade the pits at like plus value on oh that three six five. Do it. <laughs> See, yeah, yeah, knows. Yeah, yeah, knows. I got invited to oh, the Rapids man. game. Yeah. I was like, oh, no, I can't go. I got <laughs> to go to the wedding. Smart man. Smart yeah. Man. Good for you. Uh, yeah. But um, well, up the pits. Siempre over here. But, but yeah, again, up the pits. Up the great, pits. It's <laughs> a great time. But if you want wedding <laughs> over game all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially that game. Um, But yeah, so Bet365, it's awesome. We're going to be talking about them a lot. Um, I haven't spent too much time on the app yet, like I said. But so uh, far, I was really impressed that they had the uh, Summer League Championship odds because that's something that you don't find everywhere. Yes, sir. And I was, I don't know, I was nervous because I want to just have, like, the one big bet. And I I wish that we knew how hard they're going to try because uh-huh. that's the thing is a lot of teams are just like, yeah, we just want four or five I games know. and then did not get hurt, I know. which is dumb. So hopefully they're going to try There's a lot really of, like, older vets on this Nuggets Summer League team and they'll care and be competitive. I know. Well, and then you have, like, they have two point guards. Exactly. That's pretty crazy. Exactly. They have Peyton Watson, who could be like the Giannis of Summer League. Yes. I mean, I'll be talking about this yeah. on other shows today, so I don't want to overdo it. But yes, I agree with every single thing you're saying. I know. I'm hyped. I'm really hyped. Um, but yeah, so like we said, turn $1 into $200 in bonus bets when you join Bet365. Download the app. Deposit $10. You'll claim your $200 in bonus bets as soon as you place a bet for $1. So download the Bet365 app. Use the code DMVR365 when you sign up. And you must be 21 or older and physically located in Colorado. Please gamble responsibly. If you or somebody you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call text, call or text. There we go. There 1-800-GAMBLER. Um, so there you go. Bet365. Yeah, and Saturday Neon, of course. Great partner. Of course. Our signs over there. Is the buff lit and the, the buff is, is not? Oh, I can't. Well, yeah, yeah. Can you confirm? Anyway, Saturday Neon. <laughs> you that's guys have it seen be. it. It's a... It's a great tradition. I don't think that's fair. And actually, Justin Michael's coming in oh boy. today, so I, I, I'm i going to try to get someone to fix that. Certainly <laughs> not Saturday Neon, who will make all sorts of amazing LED neon signs for you. They are a licensed partner with CU and so many more teams. Um, 
Check them out. Go to SaturdayNeon.com and use the code DMVR. You can get 10% off your order today. Free shipping on orders over 200 bucks. Their selection is really cool, man. They've been homies for a while. Check the lights we've got out in the bar. I think we've got a nice light upstairs in Studio B. We've had all sorts of Saturday Neon lights on our sets over the years. Um, yeah, as I said, SaturdayNeon.com and use that code DMVR for 10% off. Use that code. Also, I was I, I brought this up when we first got those signs. Yeah, yeah. Said whoever wins the Rocky Mountain Showdown, their, their sign should be like above the other. Mm. And then like... You know, you flip it if if the other team wins, and I can't remember. I'm, I'm, I was telling somebody who would have the power to do that, yeah, yeah. And they said, "Wow, yeah, that'd be cool. It's just too much work." I was like, "What? You got to get on a ladder once every five years when CSU wins? Like, it's not. It's oh my gosh, <laughs> it's pretty simple. It'd be like a nice bit. It's like a we need more college atmosphere here. You know, we do need more bits and more college bits. So I like that. Um, speaking of bits." New Brandon segment. <laughs> yeah. Not right time on. for that yet. Not uh, time oh, for that oh, yet. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> right now it's time for uh, who who gets to join the rotation when, for example, Baron Browning is recovering from his torn meniscus that might keep him out for the start Jeez, of the year. Man. You've got uh, Randy Gregory who, you know, if, if he plays 10 games, that's a pretty good year for him. Yep. Yep. And that leaves seven more. So pretty quickly... <laughs> You could be looking a ways down this depth chart. So after those, after kind of the big three, the guys that you know are going to be a part of what's happening mm-hmm. outside linebacker, who's who's up next? I mean, you need to start with Jonathan Cooper versus Nick Benito, right? Yep. Which essentially is a lower tier, but same-ish conversation we just had of baron browning versus frank clark uh production and you know being a great playoff Mm -hmm. edge rusher isn't something jonathan cooper can boost but he's been fairly consistent in spot duty as a bronco and he's got that physique you trust him against the run you trust him hand in the ground nick benito as you mentioned you look at some of the pass rush stats he might actually pop yeah because when he was on the field, he would get some pressure. Like he would every three plays he's on the field, he probably like hit the quarterback. He'd also on a running play <laughs> decide, oh, I'm gonna set the edge. Just kidding, I'm gonna like try to sneak inside the tech. And like, and that's the thing. I think going into the season, everybody was worried about whether he was big enough to hold up as sure. a run defender. Sure. That didn't even factor in because he couldn't even put himself in the situation where he could have been a, a run defender. He was just lost out there in terms of the run fits, which was really disappointing. Yeah. he At Oklahoma, he almost played like an off-ball linebacker, like kind of a yeah. spy. It was and, that slot role that doesn't right. transition. And what, you're, what he's trying to do there, where you're talking about getting lost, he's trying to create early penetration because that's his only chance yep. of defending the run. Huh. If he just tries to, like play a gap he's just gonna get mauled right yep so he's a he's a problem against the run yep to the point that this again the you don't want in the nfl the second you line up a guy offense or defense Mm -hmm. to have given the opposing offense or defense a clear tell of 
this is what we're doing. This is what you can easily do against us. Exactly. And that's why, like like I said, looking through some of these numbers, the, the stop percentage, Randy Gregory, 13th in the team in stop percentage, which is insane because you'd think he'd be blowing up all sorts of runs. Like, he should be near the top. Yeah. And then you realize, why would a team be running in that direction? You know, if, if you're sitting up sure. there and you're saying, hey, sure. should we run right or left? Randy Gregory's right. Even if it's Bradley Chubb left, you probably still go to Bradley Chubb's side. Mm-hmm. You know, and then there's the small sample side, small sample size part of it too. But yeah, yeah, that definitely plays it. Crazy Benito wound up with stats. more run stops last year than Randy Gregory. But it's just it's insane. Time. Yeah, it's insane. It you're is. right. Um, I, I can't rem- <laughs> I can't remember a single like run stop from no. Benito. No. I'd have to go back through the game grades and see what happened. But yeah, Benito against the run. You don't really want him out there against the pass. We haven't seen it. You would think because he kind of played that hybrid role, he might have a little bit of juice there, but you don't really want to see it. Like if they want to develop him there and try it out, then maybe, but you don't expect good things when you're dropping him in coverage. I mean, it's a, it's a twofold Thing like he's got the speed. I think he's like a four four. Yes. Yep. Athlete. Um. He has been used in space and like the Big Twelve, mm-hmm. where all you're seeing is like four wide. Um. So like as far as guys in coverage who maybe can play the flats a little, like he's competent, but more than maybe any other of these guys, it's like, well, sh- oh, shit. Why is he even on the field? Yep. On a passing down, if what we're doing is dropping him in coverage and not rushing the passer. Yeah. Like. He's a one-trick pony. Let's maximize that one trick. Exactly. You know. Exactly. And, and that's what I think kind of limits him. You know, when it comes to three, four, I don't think he's getting three, four snaps. It's just sub packages up on the line as a rusher. Yeah. That's where all of his work is going to come. Yeah. It's third. Regardless long, of who gets hurt. Obvious passing downs. Yep. Right. That's all. That's really all you can do. Where some do fun you, NASCAR fronts. I don't. Yes. And I, yes. I do wonder if there's some off-ball stuff you can unlock with him. There's a chance. Like, honestly, to me, his profile didn't seem that different from Kenneth Murray, mm-hmm. a teammate of his at Oklahoma who was a late first rounder by the Chargers. And I think has already moved on or something, right? Well, I think he's still there. I think he's still um, there. But, you know, it was like everyone's hyped about, oh, he's uh, Kenneth Murray's a great athlete. You put on the tape, he's just playing that spy in college because, mm-hmm. you know, you've got running quarterbacks. And it's like the thing he does that fascinates you is, come downhill as a blitzer and get yeah. after the path. Big whoop, man. Like that's 90% of NFL linebackers are going to look good <laughs> coming downhill, making one read and blitzing, right? Like Nick yeah. Landman, great at that. Oh yeah. You Alex know, Singleton is amazing. Yeah. At no, I mean, so it's a fun quality to see, but it's not, that's right. It's not a rare <laughs> trait exactly. to find. It's not a rare way to win. Just about anyone can win that way. So Nick Benito's and I I love his bend. I love his ability yes. to get after the passer. It's just his role's a little limited. Yeah. And it'd be nice if you had Vaughn around still too. Just somebody who could say, like, hey, here's here's what you do there. Like, let me teach you some of those things. Cause that's one of the things he was so good at. Mm-hmm. The training camp practice. I remember always just watching him coach up everybody else. Well, and that's where Frank Clark, my you know, Randy Gregory. Absolutely. Even if maybe those guys aren't on the field all 17 games. Mm-hmm. Should be an added asset. Has Benito looked more filled out to you? Like, what are you who kind of... It wasn't noticeable. Okay. And, and the other tough part is 
when the, the offensive line isn't really allowed to fully block and yeah. like those those mini camp practices yeah, yeah. trying to get anything out of Nick Benito is is rough. The, I will say the pass rush looked good in practice, but that's probably more to do with the way the practice is structured than what he did himself. I, I don't think he made the notes. I'll assume you'll tell us if there's any Coop or Benito buzz that you've heard. There is Coop this, buzz. There, there is, is big Coop, Coop buzz. buzz. And well, tell uh, us. You know, also or tell me. Nick Benito, 14 pressures last year. Jonathan Cooper, 11. Like, Benito is fifth on the team. It. Right right in front of Randy Gregory. Like, you know, there there was a little bit there. Right. Like, if you put him on the field when he's able mm-hmm. to go do his thing, he will do his thing. Yep. Ninth in win percentage. You know, between Jake Martin and Jonas Griffith. You know, yeah, it, yeah, it's not it. stuff you love to see, but there is... If you're looking for hope, there's at least a little bit of hope. Yeah. But yeah, Jonathan Cooper... You know, he's, I think, next up in that 3-4 rotation. Like, it's, it's just so easy. I mean, the guy has 14 starts in two years as a seventh-round pick. It's crazy. And there's never been a time where Cooper was forced into a start where I came away that Sunday afternoon or Sunday night and was like, yeah, damn it, Cooper really blew that for yep. us. Like, I remember the Titans game mm-hmm. when they, uh, obviously, Derrick Henry. Yeah, yeah. He was such a huge piece of dude. All everything that happened He in never game. looks out of his depth. Never. And it's kind of a similar story to Browning. He was kind of like buried at Ohio State, right? Exactly. And he's shown like, no, this is a quality dude that probably would have gone much higher if he played anywhere else in college. Mm-hmm. And when you have a guy like that, you know, just very well-rounded. You know, that's that's what he does so well. He's probably best against the run, but has a little bit of pass rush pop. Um, yeah, uses that Can drop in coverage mm-hmm. pretty well. You know, he also turned 25 since the season ended. Like there could be another level physically mm-hmm. where if you're that kind of guy who is maybe a little bit more powerful than he is speedy bendy at six four, two hundred and sixty pounds. Yeah. If he does bulk up a little bit, and that's the tough part, is he changed his number to number zero. And so he looks massive. Like you watch him and he was making plays all throughout minicamp. And it's another one of those things where, you know, what mm-hmm. it's not like he's a DB or receiver where you're basically playing what you would play in real football. So you don't, I don't know how much you read into it, but he looked really good in that number zero. It makes him look so much bigger. Maybe he did get bigger. I want to look up his arm length. Um, I'm having trouble real quick. Coop buzz. They add Frank Clark. You get the feeling they're going towards some bigger edges. Yeah, I mean, definitely. Because, I mean, that was the plan last year. They bring in Randy Gregory to pair him with Bradley Chubb. Fair point. Like, I think that's what they want. And, you know, I'd actually be curious to go back and look at those first couple games when they were playing together yeah. and see what that rotation looked like. Cause obviously you're getting Baron Browning in there at the time, but when exactly are they doing it? You know, is it in that three, four so that they can go mm-hmm. so that they aren't just massive. Cause that's a tough part when you go big with those edge rushers is when you're in the three, four, you almost need to send five guys going forward. Otherwise you got Randy Gregory, or Bradley Chubb dropping yeah. in coverage, which isn't using guys to their full right. potential. Well, and it's a marriage now of Vance and Sean Payton, where Vance, you know, most of the stuff mm-hmm. is three fours and kind of exotic yep. fronts and mix and match. And Payton with the Saints, with Dennis Allen and guys yep. like that, it's mostly been four man fronts. And they did mm-hmm. go after big edges. I mean, they draft big edge after big edge after big edge. Yep. Definitely. I mean, Marcus Davenport, mm-hmm. just big, freaky, yeah. like very Randy Gregory type of guy. Right. Peyton Turner recently out of yep. Houston. There's I mean, another Cam one. Jordan's played on exactly. the edge there. Like, he'd be a DT in most 
Um, 32-inch arms. Wow, would have thought way bigger for Jonathan Cooper. Huh. And yeah. then where do the rookies slot in, Hank? See, that's where things get weird. Sure do. So, I mean, Drew Sanders, we haven't brought him up yet. Because he's... I, I don't think they're going to play him at outside linebacker. But as a pass rusher, you know, when you get to the four-man front or you get to the NASCAR, you know, he's going to be a part of it. It's just really tough yep. to say, you know what he does provide i know because i mean nine and a half sacks you love that like you look through any of the raw oh, numbers top three sack leader in the sec last year exactly yeah. you know 39 pressures that was more than any bronco yeah. as an off-ball linebacker by the way 18 percent win percentage mm-hmm. that's better than any bronco except right. pj Locke, who was at 50 percent right. because he uh, rushed twice um, oh hell yeah you look at the <laughs> run stops 26 that would have been second behind alex singleton's 34 you look at the stop percentage and it drops off a little bit, but it would have been eighth in front of Draymond Jones, Jake Martin, Jonathan Cooper, Josie Jewell, like Randy yeah. Gregory. So how the question, I mean, with all work is just how much translates and how much doesn't, because even if he can do, you know, those rate stats, if he can do half of them, mm-hmm. there's a role for him. There's absolutely a role. And I don't know. He has all the tools. I know. And you wonder, like, he could be used in spot duties as a blitzer, as an off-ball linebacker, in kind of those Nick Benito obvious pass rushing Mm -hmm. situations. He can give you some good reps. I watched a lot of his Bama tape Mm. where he did start some games opposite Will Anderson in his final year in 2021. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, and he's like an all-world recruit, top athlete coming out of Texas. He's got length for days. He was more of a motor gap sound edge than like the mm-hmm. most explosive guy. Yeah. You could see that they turned they just turned him loose at Arkansas and it was much more like just go get it. A lot more Almost kind of like Alex Singleton like. Yeah. 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 And said same just run and chase. Yeah. Yeah. And that's they they both do a lot of very similar things. You know, that off ball rushing stuff that Singleton does. Yeah. You know, when when he's when he gets to start two steps off the line of scrimmage and kind of pull a guard out into space, he wins so often. Mm-hmm. And so you wonder, you know, can Drew Sanders be better at that so that you really do want him out there in more in pass rushing sets? And I think he can do a better job than Josie. So if you really go NASCAR, yep. like I think yep. both those guys are probably a factor, especially because either can drop. Yeah. Um, but then the flip side is what about on the edge? Could he provide more off the edge than Nick Benito does? He's bigger. Exactly. And so he's you, bigger. He's a better run defender today. It, he definitely is. Right? Yes, definitely. So you almost wonder if you could flip-flop those guys. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's possible. So, I don't know. That's just the wild card in general. You that, like having him, though, because, you know, some of the concerns you might have with the older guys, Baron, you know, with injuries, Baron Browning coming back, at least you have Drew Sanders as an option to throw into that rotation. Exactly. Exactly. Then outside of that, I mean, who haven't we named? I'm a big Thomas Incombe guy. Oh, yeah? Yeah, the undrafted um, kid. It's uh, Chippewas, right? Yep. Central Michigan. Um, I mean, a guy who was fairly highly rated, had a, like, fifth-round grade for a lot of Mm-hmm. Scouting reports as a senior bowl invite, um, extremely productive in the Mac was a transfer from like low level. Was he playing in Canada or something? Uh, he was D2, but um, it might have been D2. Um, so and, you know, he's 
immigrant kid starts playing mm-hmm. football late. So he's 24, he Canada, yeah. COVID, co- you know, COVID senior. Um, and in his second year in the Mac, blew it up. Senior Bowl struggles a little, tests really well mm-hmm. in the agility drills. And he's a kid who, like, packs a punch, has some length. I just think what we've seen on tape and the Mac and what we've seen at the Senior Bowl, he's basically a practice squad guy year one. Right now, he yeah. knows how to beat up on lesser offensive tackles, yep. better offensive tackles with a little more polish. Um, he doesn't have an arsenal of moves. He's just winning on motor, power, and exactly. leverage right now. So he once he starts to develop an arsenal, he can actually go against like... And, you know, the NFL has some pretty crappy offensive tackles starting in November, December, <laughs> where it's like, oh, shit, they're getting the backup sixth rounder out of mm-hmm. Illinois starting today at right tackle. Like, cool. Yep. Thomas Inku might get some, like, production against a guy like that next year. Exactly. And so I love the potential. Hold on to him for dear life. I love him. I think it might be ambitious to think he could actually factor into the rotation. Another big edge, though, Hank. Definitely. Oh, and yeah, definitely big. I mean, 6'2", 262. He is a big edge. But it does feel like, I guess it's more the height more than anything. That was kind of my concern. And probably, I mean, yep, yep, he's yep, obviously yep, undrafted. Yep, yep. Teams have concerns. Yep. And so when you come in and you're kind of the bully ball type of edge rusher, what happens when you start playing against, I mean, even Cam Fleming? Like, that's a big yeah, that's man. A good, you're not yeah. just bullying him, and there isn't much else. But kind of similar to Shaq Barrett. In, in a couple of ways, kind of that undersized Shaq Barrett, really undersized Inku. Maybe I'm not giving enough credit. Yeah. 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 You, when you talked about the bowling ball, I immediately thought of like Elvis Doomerville. He's, he's yeah. like six two. Elvis was legit like five eleven. You know? Yeah, exactly. Also <coughs> well, that type though, finished seventh in the country in tackles for loss last season. Yeah. No, like there's, there's a Extremely lot of production. Productive. Exactly. And um, like a, a guy who has an amazing story. Like you should Absolutely. interview him at some point because he has a an call. incredible story, man. That is a good call. Oh, I don't have my other notes on here, but yeah, Incum's a big one. Uh, Chris Allen. Um, yes, I saw the chat there. Uh, oh, really? <laughs> post all over here mentioned Chris Allen. Um, yeah, he's another undrafted free agent. Was he added as an undrafted last offseason? Yes. Yeah, so he was last offseason. He, uh, I had a draftable grade on him. Yeah. Um, highly touted recruit. Yeah. He never so quite did it at Alabama. 2020, he had the most tackles for loss in the SEC. You'll love that. And then week one of 2021, he, uh, I didn't write down what foot injury, some sort of foot injury. Yeah. Um, that, Kept him out the rest of the season. Actually had a sack in that game. Um, so what, that would have been his sophomore year. He led the SEC in tackles mm-hmm. for loss. Junior year, he has the foot injury. Decides to go to the draft. Doesn't get drafted. And uh, the Broncos make him the highest paid undrafted free agent. Foot injury keeps him out all of last season. Or at least, you know, out enough that they could put him on IR and keep another guy in the practice squad. Right. Um, but, but now he's finally back on the field for the first time in two years. And he was actually out there practicing too. So he's, he seems to be fully back from what I could tell. Um, tools has the background, obviously a Bama recruit. You've seen SEC production at points. Mm-hmm. Like there's, there's, there's a lot to like uh, about Chris Allen. It's just going to be the rust in some of those things to see where he winds up. 
Yeah, for sure. He's an intriguing guy in this mix because um, he's had some flashes. Like, But you do need to see how the injuries come back. He's got... He's got the body. He's like filled out. He's right in that like 250 range, maybe mm -hmm. high 240s. Yep. So more of a stand up edge. Definitely. Um, he's more of a ticks a lot of boxes. What's that like pound the table trait that you're like, I, I need him on my 53 because I know he can do X. That's what we got to figure out in camp and preseason with Christopher Allen. Definitely. Potential, very intriguing, though. Definitely. Um, also, Aaron Patrick. You know, that's he made the roster last year. Yeah, he made the team out of camp. Um, special teams. He was a dominant FCS guy. I think uh, finalist for defensive player of the year. Top top three defensive player in the FCS. Um, now two years in the NFL. Um, tore his ACL early last year, but he's a pretty crazy athlete, big edge guy, and that's why he's uh, one of the core special teams players. So why why couldn't he make the team at the very least? You know, Well, I mean, and being a core special teams player is going to give you an advantage on yep. making the 53, which is going to give you an advantage on simply being in that rotation yep. over guys like Inkum or Allen, for example. Definitely. Well, I think we did it. How do you feel about that rotation? Potential uh, to be if it was top what edge rush rotation in the NFL. If it was healthy, I'd say there's potential to be top ten. I wouldn't take yeah. the bet. I don't think. Yeah, I'd say you're probably. I'd set the over under at like thirteen and a half. Yeah, exactly. But then you factor in Baron Browning. He maybe he's back for. I pretty sure Sean Payton said he was going to start on the pup, but he didn't yeah. make it clear if that's for the regular yeah. season or just for camp. Uh -huh. Um, so. Won't be there for the start of the camp, most likely. May not be there for the start of the season. It's tough to say. May not be there till halfway through the season. So then, That's I mean, concerning. there's a knock. Randy Gregory always gets hurt. That's going to knock him down a bit. So if they finish in the top 20... You can make a case that that's a pretty good result, which is disappointing, but... Yeah. And their depth outside of Cooper is speculative exactly which is fun it's you know, amazing if, if i mean i got excited Chris talking Allen, about every Nick guy Benito, like, yeah exactly there's a bunch of exciting guys out there so yeah it'll be it should be fun at the very least and hopefully it's fun because randy gregory's out there getting Dominate. 12 sacks yeah. but regardless there'll be something fun about it right there's also uh, something fun about Bax and Shanker. Let's and go. that's that they will win you a bunch of money if something Ooh. horrible happens to you. Um, yeah. They are the best personal injury attorneys in Colorado. They've won over a billion dollars for their clients. Oh, they do. Um, they've been around for more than 25 years, and they're totally free until they win your case. So if something happens to you, like, uh, you know, you're on the golf course and somebody hits into you and you take a golf ball to the head, you can call them and ask if you have a case. And they oh. will tell you for free. And then if they take on your case, they'll take you all the way through the process. And if they win, which they probably will, then that's when they get their cut. Um, no upfront fee. Um, they've been around, like I said, for more than 25 years with offices all over the state, including Denver, Aurora, Inglewood, Fort Collins. Got more than 30 lawyers on staff. 
and uh, they'll help with any kind of injury case where you weren't at fault. So car accidents, motorcycles, ride shares, pedestrians, trucks. They can even help if you're injured at work. So call them at 222-2222 to find out if you have a case for free. Bax and Shanker wins. Nicely done. And it's a bright, sunny, beautiful day in the Mile High City. It's time to break out some shady rays. Hanks has his yep. there. Yaya's busting his out. Oh, wow. Yaya's full, like... And they'll be outfielder um, with his glasses vibes. I just got some, you know, the cop glasses. Oh, I think I'll be rocking those at Zach's wedding. Wow. Um, you know, wore my kind of like the ones on the lower third there into the office. They're when did yours get here? Desk. The new ones. Two days ago. That's what the Nuggets guys were saying. Oh, look, Yaya literally has Henry's. Shady Rays. I've form. been wondering. Right here. Look wow. at this review. Best in the business right here, guys. You, wow. you can't do it better than this. You can't do an ad better than this. Look at the homies, Shady Rays, hooking us all up right now so we can look as stylish Ooh. as can be. Um, you know, they have great quality sunglasses. They have insane prices for the quality. It's designer quality glasses. Yep. Um you know, at like a third of the price. And then on top of that, these beautiful people, when you use code DNVR, they'll give you 50% off um, two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try it yourself. Get the camera the on Hank ones. and his new shades. Look at that right there. Look at that. Wow, those wow. are snazzy. What style were those? I can't remember what they were called, but I figured I have the black ones. So right. why not get some brown Diversify ones? a little yep. bit. Look at that. You guys should see Yaya's. They're amazing as well. ShadyRays.com. Use that code DMVR. Get in on all their awesome promos. Get two pairs for 50% off. It's an insane deal. Try them out. Thank you, Shady Rays. Look at Yaya. Look at Yaya. What a legend. Wow. That's a look right there, man. That is a look. All right. Time for a bet 365 top five. Of the week? To say of the week? I think no. it's of the week. No, nope. that's our bet we 365 well, top five. Well, we're doing it weekly, so uh, it's going to be we'll a thing we do every week. If you do a good job, they might just switch to the Rockies pod if you blow that. So oh, no. The pressure is on. All right. Uh, this week, it is the uh, top five guys we are most excited to see in training mm. camp. This is fun. I'm very excited about this. It's, it's tough because there's a lot of them. Yeah, um, there is. I wound up going kind of off the radar. Like, PS2 is not that exciting. He's not going to be challenged. That's what I much, thought too, right? And um, I was thinking like typically you'd have like a first rounder that just came in that you're excited yep. about. No, not really. Yeah, and that's the thing. Um, and that, I, I feel like it's really open ended. Like you and can then, make a case for Russell Wilson, but it's just like I, right, right. I'm right. not super excited for that whole thing again. You know, Jerry Judy going up against Pat Sertan. It's fun kind of seen it a bunch of times like and mm -hmm. i know both guys are really good i don't i don't think i'm gonna learn a lot from watching that so right. i'm not too excited right. about it browning bummer that he's out because he'd yep. be a guy i'm excited about but definitely he kind of gets taken out so so um uh i'll start with marvin mims that's gonna be fun you know that's um he was actually kind of a late addition to my list mm -hmm. i had three guys who i was like I'm really excited to see them. And then after that, I, I was like, okay, who am I missing here? I was like, well, they just drafted 
a ridiculously fast wide receiver with their first draft pick. How could you not be excited for that? No, that's a great one. There's going to be a lot of competition. I'm, I know you said Judy, like how I think uh, just about every wide receiver on the squad could qualify for this. So yeah. um, I like that. Are we doing rivaling top fives here? I think so. I think we both get them. So that'll be my number five. I'll I'm count going backwards. Adam Troutman as my five. <laughs> yeah. Um, really liked him coming out of college. Extremely productive tight end. Really uses his body well. Really uses his hands well. Has some yak ability. Um, I'm just intrigued by this kid as a move tight end. As an added weapon mm -hmm. in the red zone. And I think with some familiarity in that Sean Payton offense. A wide open uh, competition in that tight Definitely. end room. I'm very excited to see what Adam Troutman can do. Yeah, I'm. I'm curious because he he fits more in the blocking mold. You know, he definitely fits more in the blocking mold, but he can provide plenty as a receiver too. He's you an know, athlete, man. He can run. He can run. So I don't know. it's a weird room right now because they mm -hmm. only have five five on the roster with Dulcich, Chris Mannerts, Adam Troutman. Albert Okawagbunam, and then they added Nate Adkins, but he's probably more of a fullback, F-back or whatever in their offense. H-back, yeah, yeah, something like that. Um, So that's the South Carolina undrafted? Yeah. Yeah. I like him a lot. I sent you, like, a photo of him that I, like, I texted because he, he looks like a football guy. I forget he what does. I highlighted in that photo. I, I know. You. I felt really good because, uh, um, so when I was doing, like, my 53-man cut down. Yeah. I put him with the fullbacks, uh -huh. and I was like, oh, this is like maybe a hot take, and I kind of doubted it, and then Sean said at some point during camp, like, yeah, you know, he's he's probably more of an F-back for us, like our fullback type deal, and I was like, oh my goodness, I just nailed, nailed that one. It. I felt nailed good about it. that one. Um, That's big. I think I just sent you a photo of him. <coughs> I said, this is what Nate Atkins looks like. That's my kind of tight end. Didn't specify anymore. Um, I think he just has a gut, and that's what I like. Yeah. He's a little brick. Yeah, I like that. Okay, who's your number four? Uh, Drew Sanders. Mm. Uh, I'm and, a big Drew guy. He's on my list. And at first, he wasn't on my list because I was like, I linebackers can be kind of tough in training camp because yeah. there's only like one in every three practices where you really play, and even when you really play, you're not like tackling or anything, so you're not seeing all that much. But sure. but then I thought more. I was like, even just like the flashes, I think flash in minicamp, like just the athleticism will show up. Yes. We're just like, wait, whoa, how did he get a hand on that ball? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And on top of that, you get to see where they're playing him. You know, what does he look like as pass rusher? So that's that's how I changed my mind and decided to include him. I went Dulcich at four. I know yeah. I'm doubling up on tight ends, but I'm just really excited for what Greg Dulcich can do in this offense with the flashes we saw early on. Um, gosh, he's like off the opposite of Noah Fant. Yeah. Noah Fant was like, wow, he he's this big and he's this fast, and you put the tape on, and somehow, some way, can't break a damn tackle. Dulcich is like, oh, he's this big and this fast. Somehow, the dude just gets open and like bounce, yeah. like Mr. Magoo stumbles away from like two tackles on every single play before they finally bring him down. Yep. Um, he's just got that special sauce. So excited for some Dulcich special sauce in my life again. Yep. I think that's a good call. Thank you. And I'm kind of wishing I included him. Um, oh, man. You blew it. 
Number three, I've got Julio McLaughlin. Whoa. Youngston State. Whoa. He's insane, though. The McLaughlin hype is real. It's Yes. Give me the elevator pitch for those who haven't seen the highlights. Uh, okay. Let's say he's a we'll running start back here. for starters. He's a running back, Youngstown State. He's a speed back, undersized speed back yes. in a Sean Payton offense. Yeah. So there's where you start. And that's yeah. why like the, the sky is the limit. If he works out, does he have the receiving chops? Are you looking at him in the return game? Where are you truly excited to see him? Feature? I'm excited about him as a receiver, but I mean, what he did was run the ball. Cause what he was the, uh, is he the all time leading rusher rusher in NCAA football? Uh, I, you might be right about that. I, I'm pretty sure he is. I, I was trying to find Can it. Can he compete notes. with Tyler Batty for that? Like RB th- three spot, two spot. I think so. Tony Jones is not locked into number three. He's, oh man! Wow. Unless you want two yards per carry. I love that you threw this in here. I know. I'm I'm really hyped. I mean, like I said, all time he is the all time leading rusher NCAA f- football. My Youngstown guy. State, speedy running back, Bo undersized. Like there's there's a chance that he's just incredible. There's a real chance that he's incredible. Yeah, it's running back. He's gonna really have to maximize preseason. Definitely. You know, like that's the that's, toughest that's why position I included him. Uh, uh, evaluating Cam. At three? Uh, going, oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm going Jared Stidham. Oh, yeah. wow. He's exciting, right? Oh, uh, he is exciting. I kind wow. of feel like every day you guys are going to be talking about a couple throws that Stidham made. That kind It's of definitely made. true. And you see yourself like, I wish I could say more, but during like the mini camp, <laughs> yes, they'll put yes. like those, they have like the nets. They have like the hole in them that oh, you try yeah. to throw it into, and they'll put on like the back pylon oh, on both yeah. sides, and then yep. all the quarterbacks take turns hitting it. And there's a couple times you look and you're just like, interesting. Like yeah, huh? Jared Stidham is pretty. He can be. He might be pretty good at football, and I'm really excited to see that. That's a good uh, call too. I decided not to include high pedigree. High pedigree. Yes, definitely. Yeah, you can sling it, man. That arm is fun to watch. Um, Number I've got two. I've got Quinn Miners here. Oh man, I he know. was on my short list. Was he? Yeah. It's it's I don't know. I I feel weird about including him a little <laughs> bit because again, like it's an offensive lineman in training camp. Like how much can you really learn? Like you can dial in and get some stuff, but there's a lot of it where it's kind of non-contact. He's a tough eval in camp. I like that you've included him. I'll say this. I'm prepping for another show later today. I want to end the show with a fun drafting mm. the best uh, under 25 players in Denver sports. Yeah. Quinn's on my short list. Quinn's on yeah. my big board. He's He should be on the big board. Yeah. He's legit. I mean, it's crazy. Super duper athlete. Insane athlete. going to play a massive role in this offense, man. I, I was Your going right back. guard in this kind of like yes. Bill Parcells uh, run offense. He matters. I was going right through matter. Uh, just... All my bookmarks, my Quinn Miners bookmarks. Yeah. There's so much good stuff. I mean, when he <laughs> oh, goes man. on the rant last year. Send me some. Oh, I'll send you all of them. I'm, yes. I'm sending you Obviously, there's like the football stuff where he's just to. like knocking guys over. And it's like, oh, yeah. my God, nobody does this. Like the run against the Chiefs. Uh-huh. You remember that one where he's like blocking, like bowling guys over like 10 yards downfield. But then there's also like he can dunk a basketball. Like that's insane there's also the rant he had after the chiefs did like the little he called it the ring around the rosy play against the raiders and he's like you know what? i'm gonna be honest that pissed me off it pissed me off i want to beat their asses i hate those guys and 
like he went in. I was like, oh my god, this is incredible stuff. And on top of that, All played played most of last season on uh, uh, torn plantar fascia. On top of like the other stuff he was dealing yeah, with, that he'd, don't help. He'd never he'd never played out of a two point stance until he got to the NFL. Yeah, Comes like from D three, right? Exactly. So I mean, that's a huge transition. The fact that he's even starting in the NFL, yes, what in his second year is bananas. Exactly. And so you see him like, oh wow, he's a monster in the running game. He moves like a freaking horse. And then on top of that. Like, oh, there's there's like a couple concerns about pass protection. Well, guess what? He'd literally never done that before. He'd never played at a two-point stance. So guess what? It took him until the second half of last year to get that going. Well said, Henry. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. This is the clip. Us talking about Quinn Minors oh, and yeah. losing our shit, even though he legitimately might not do anything exciting in camp. <laughs> we are excited, damn it. Uh, we are excited. Great. <sighs> Wait, this is your highlight of your first... Bet 365 top five. Wow. Good job. Good it job, is. Henry. Drew Sanders for me at two. Yeah. We've talked about Drew Sanders in this segment, in the previous segment. Don't think there's much more to say. Just excited to see those flashes, man. I really think he's a super-duper talent and was a borderline first-rounder for me. The upside yeah. is super high. Just freaky talent. And it's been that way for forever. Like, even yes, in sir. high school, like, the stories people tell. Yes, sir. Like, he, he wasn't allowed to practice. They wouldn't let him do any of the live drills because he kept hurting their players. Dominant guy. Yeah. No, he's got like some TJ Watt to his game, man. Exactly. Yes. It's pretty freaking crazy. Um, number one, you're, this is going to be a crazy one. Jaquan McMillan. What? Jaquan McFreaking Millen. Have you seen that clip of uh, Hank saying Jaquan McMillan and then uh, Zach McMillan saying, you got to be kidding me? No, I what, what? Oh, it was one of the. <laughs> it was like, what's the biggest takeaway from the, like the off-season program? Jaquan McMillan, the the kid is just a monster. I mean, okay, give uh, me the case for Jaquan McMillan. I mean, we I, we got we got to jump back, I guess, to to last season. So he was a uh, he played East Carolina. Um, I'm trying to pull up the number. I believe he he may have tied for the interception lead. Okay. Maybe it was past. I think the NCAA interception lead uh-huh. um, in his senior year, a, a little bit undersized. He's one of those guys, like 5'10", 183. So everybody's like, oh, well, I guess they're going to move him to the slot in the NFL. It's like, well, no, because the point of what he does is play like those cover two, like flat zone. You need to give him time to break on those balls and pick them off. And uh, so, yeah, goes in for like the top 30 visit with the Broncos last year. They don't draft him. Simon's an undrafted free agent. He's on the practice squad all year until... Week 18. Not only does he get to play, he starts for the Broncos, and he's making plays all over the field. And even when he doesn't make a play, he's doing, like, Josie uh, the, the, Josie had a stuff. Like, just, I think it was a blitz even, and mm-hmm. it just happened to, like, just bang right into the guy. It's at the two-yard line, goal line stand. Um, Jaquan just runs in behind him and starts, like, flexing his muscles and screaming and stuff. So he makes a bunch of plays. He also, like, I don't know. There were the big pass breakups, a couple good plays on Keen Allen. There, he also did get beat by Keenan Allen once or twice on like 15 yarders. Wasn't perfect, but then in camp, incredible again. Like he's just been everywhere. Like he's breaking on balls. He's he's breaking up passes I mean, against them, notable man. players. And I I wonder if there's a world in which he could win the job from Damari. I don't think it's likely. It might not even be possible. 
but I do think that there is a chance that he gets that job. What's his arm length? Do you know? Um, yeah, actually, I got pulled up. Uh, 29 inches. Aye, aye. 5'11", 183, 4'5", 5'40", 36.5-inch vertical. But, I mean, um, he's he's got the goods. Yep, and it's all, like, the short area quickness he tested yeah. really well. I don't think he got invited to the combine, but all those numbers were where yeah, he yeah. would have been way up at the top. Well, DBs like that pop sometimes. Man. They really do. Yep. Uh, he, he might be one of them. Wow. Um, well, I went way more mainstream and just said Tim Patrick. Oh, that's a good one, too. Yeah, I'm excited to see Tim Patrick back. I'm excited to see him in this offense. I'm excited to see him with Russ. I'm excited to see him against these corners. And what he just brings to the table as filling out that whole receiving core. So, yes, mm-hmm. excited all around for Tim Patrick. Yeah, that's a good one. He was another one in my trade value rankings who wound up a lot higher than I would have expected given the injury. Because yeah. you trade him, the it's, it'd be a two-year, $17.5 million contract for the new team. But they could also cut him after one year and be one year, $8 million, which mm. for like a, which is a solid value. Right, right, right. It's right, not right. like crazy like some of the other guys, but I don't know. He yeah. he jumped way up there. So there you go. it's a good there we good go. Top fives. Those are a really good top fives. On our first bet three six five top five. Our first bet three six five top five. Thanks to those guys. Sh- yes, shout out to those guys, especially yeah. for all the money they're gonna give me when uh, the Nuggets win summer league. Oh, I know. Um. Yeah, of course we're over an Dude, hour in. If we're I'm right on, on the show, these guys just go long. They can't stop. This they is the, can't stop talking ball with. We're me. right on pace. We're gonna talk about Breckenridge Brewery. We're gonna hit the comments. It's perfect. It be show well, yes, it should. Yeah, yes. Zach, agree with me. Zach yeah, isn't here. We'll it used to be a two-hour show every day. Oh, that's so true. It's not so bad. True. Uh, Breckenridge Brewery is Woo! awesome. Um, yeah, I mean, what else is there to say? What beer of the month is the... Uh, oh, we just did this yesterday. It's not the shit. Palisade oh. Peach, of course. Palisade Peach because it's peach season. Peach right there. I don't think it does. No. I wouldn't know because my computer's dead. Not the read that Zach gave us, unfortunately. Yeah, so uh, they've got the Palisade Peach beer. They've got the Strawberry Skies. They've got the Vanilla Porters. If you're some sort of, like, sicko in the summer. Summertime. Um, Yeah, don't be drinking those in the summer. That's just not right. But any other beer, the Avalanche, the Mountain Beach, there's so many good beers. The Summer Shandy. I don't even think I said that, talking about the summer beers. Um... Go check all those out. Use the beer locator at Breckenridge or Breckbrew.com. There you um, Tell there you exactly is. where to go to pick up whatever beer yep. that you want to try. Um, yeah, and tell the guy at your local liquor store where you get them that DMVR sent you. He'll be like, huh? <laughs> and then yes. he'll be like, never mind. Do you have any super chats? Wow, no Oof. super chats and only one comment. Oof. So we're gonna need to drag this out because we gotta fill well, time. No, we don't need to drag anything out. Um, smash. Have the five show date smash today. the likes, please. Wow. Smash the likes. Yes. And um, follow us. Yeah, follow us right on threads. Right, right. Yeah, follow us on threads. Yeah, we're all really excited about that. Um, the count. Yes. Yes. Oh, this is a great one, Hank. Okay. What's your take on nose tackles, Andre? What's your take on calling outside linebackers outside linebackers instead of edge rushers? Also, Derek Carr sucks. Love the count. Oh, man. So it's a triple question. Well, <laughs> double question with a third comment, Tad. And thank you to the count. Always uh-huh. our savior. Yes. 
Lawrence, so, Andrew, Andrew, what do you think? Nose tackles, love them. I mean, I uh, wish my computer hadn't died. They're kind of back in vogue. Uh, yes, because you, you need to stop the run. Mike Purcell yeah. finished second on the team in Who stops you? last year. Sure. Which you forget that like a good clogging nose tackle can also make plays. Like it's not just opening things up for other guys. Having Mike Purcell, you know, I'm sure. But just taking up two bodies is a huge quality. It is. It's massive. Yeah. And we're going to do the same thing last year. You know, one thing that people always forget is that I am always right on this podcast whenever we argue. Gosh, and so last true? year when those guys are saying, I don't know, Mike Purcell could be a cap casualty because they yeah. could save $200 million. It's like, no, because then who would be the Mike Purcell? And I guarantee you, two weeks from now, one of them is going to say it again. It's going to be like, you know, they might consider moving on from him. And no, they won't. Like I said, second in the team in stops. You need that guy. He's what are you going to do? He's super valuable. He's super valuable. PJ Mustafer, the Penn State kid they added yeah. as an undrafted free agent. I think he's kind of fun and should be in that rotation. He, he's scares me. Matt uh, Hennigan's like maybe Hennigan's gonna, in, Hennigson's yeah. gonna maybe be a starter. I wonder. So this is actually on my list of potential pod topics. That but uh, who's the me. third starter? Yeah, because you got Zach Allen, you got DJ Jones. I guess it's Purcell. I think it's Purcell up the nose. Yeah. But then you you do have like Henningsen. Uzarike, again, computer died. He actually wound up with more run stops than Henningsen. Uzarike. Despite Henningsen being in the rotation all Another year. Another great guy in the mix. Exactly. But we saw in this dra- this last draft, nose tackles did seem to matter, get drafted a little yep. higher than they have. It's a good take. Yeah. It's a good take. How do I feel about calling outside linebackers outside linebackers and not edges? It depends on the player. That might be mm-hmm. the exact correct classification it could be because there are outside linebackers do exist (laughs) guys who are not inside linebackers but are suited to be a weak side linebacker uh drew sanders drew sanders kind of a true outside even though nick benito kind of a true outside linebacker i haven't seen much of it but definitely baron browning Right. You know, he's super bendy, so maybe you do just lump him in. But So I'm definitely part of Edge Crew. I mean, I feel like when I started, I was driving that train that we never... But there are some outside line... Some guys just mm-hmm. aren't mics. Yep. They're not edges. They're outside linebackers. Yeah, definitely. And like Randy Gregory, Frank Clark, those are edges. Sure are. And Damn in the Broncos-based defense, you kind of have to miscast them in the outside linebacker spot. They obviously can hold their own, but right, right. There are guys. I I do think Baron Browning is one of those guys. It might be mostly because of the the way he was brought up. Yeah, because he spent so much time inside linebacker. Those skills open things up until he until he becomes like a ten sack guy. I'm calling him outside linebacker, not just pure edge. There you go. Yeah, and Drew Sanders in a four three would be a great outside linebacker. Yeah. Put him on a strong side. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Hey, people forget that's what Von Miller played. Year one, he's a 4-3 strong yeah. side linebacker. He's not it's an true. edge. It's true. Outside. That's what Khalil Mack started his career true. as well. Yeah. yeah. True outside that linebacker. That was kind of crazy. Yeah. Now nobody runs. That's, that's crazy, though. Because So it used to be everybody ran a 4-3. Then Bill Belichick was like, yeah, make I this 3-4 defense. Everybody went insane. And then Parcells kind of prior to okay. that. Okay. Parcells. But, but then, you know, we we but then when we everybody flipped to the three four, that's when the Patriots went back to the four three. Yeah, and just started getting all these guys who weren't three four fits for cheap. Crazy. I always thought that four three Seattle front 
where the strong side was like basically in three, four outside linebacker mm-hmm. edge, like the Bruce Irving types. Yep. And the, you know, you one of your, then your left defensive end backing up that guy was a Michael Bennett type yep. who's playing as an edge, but is you know, like big enough to yep. be a five tech. That's the shit. That's where that it's is at. the shit. I that's do a lot of that at. Madden. Yeah, that's where it's at. Brian Asamoa coming down. Man, did did we talk enough ball? Like, did we get <sighs> yeah. enough into ball on this? One? We talked more about ball. This is this than one was we have on this lovers. podcast in the last two weeks. <laughs> you and combine, if, if you combine all the ball knowledge from the last two weeks into one pod, it'll still be shorter than this podcast. Dang. Yeah. Well, and especially if we throw out quarterbacks. Wow. Like if we if we didn't count any if in terms of non quarterback ball, this might that, be over the last month. Yeah, I think wow. if you count out quarterbacks, <laughs> if you make a so pod in the last month of non quarterback talk, maybe about thirty minute pod. Yeah. We're really bringing it home for about three six five. Huh? We're really bringing it home for about three six five. Good for them. We can bring it home again on Monday. What do you want to talk about Monday? Tune in to find out. Tune in to find yeah. out. I don't know. You're so now yeah. corporate DNVR only uh, one hour shows. Hell uh, no. Schedules that we have to. I'm not living by your schedule. It's this not my schedule. It's DNVR's. Back in the good old Please days before this. somebody had a camera on me, those guys would talk for two and a half hours and I'd listen to it because I wasn't on the podcast. I'd hear them yes, in the lobby. Exactly because there weren't schedules. Uh, no. no schedules. Now Yaya just rages off air. It's <laughs> fun. Everyone <laughs> loves it. It's yeah. real fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for today. Um, we got to get up to the mountains, and uh, we'll be back Monday with something fun to talk about. Yes. So, oh, Like everything, Zach, subscribe to everything, do all Henry's. that sort of stuff because we appreciate it. Yeah, read Henry's trade value call. Yes. Bye.
time.